Welcome to another week of Jammers in the Rough, episode number four. This week, we are talking plastic, discs, and everything we love. So, like always, we got Cody, the absolute worst Waldron. We got Mr. Grow It himself, Josh Winter, and we got a special guest, Matthew, the man with the cardboard castle of a collection, (laughs) Wirt. And as always, myself, Paige, we're just super excited to bring it to you guys. So we're just going to dive into it and start to talk plastic. Um, Feel free to ask questions in our live chat. Like always, please like and subscribe. We're on Spotify and now we're on Apple. So we're kind of making ourselves accessible to you. We're also on YouTube and these are all under Jammers in the Rough. Um, I know I have to do the plug every week, but... Here we are, guys. So I'm super excited to talk about this, guys. So where do we start when it comes to plastic? What do you guys prefer? Well, let's talk. Are we talking putters, mids, fairways? Because I, I, I feel like most people are going to have a preference. Start at the beginning. Varies. Well, start at the, that's it, right? That's exactly what we're talking about. So you, you just broke it down into you know, every category. So let's start with putters. What do you look for in a putter? Um, I personally look for it to be a little soft, but not like uh, not like a super soft putter. Um, I like the P-lines um, during the summertime because they soften up a bit. But uh, my favorite one would be like the two-ring P2s. Um, that plastic and the two-ring, it beats into like where you can put your thumb into it. Um, like I was talking to you guys about before the show is – I look for discs that I can grip really hard um, for when I throw them. And the two ring P2s and the D-line plastic are definitely my favorite for putters. But go into like two rings, like how do they start and how do they beat in? So the two rings, they start, they're still a little soft when they start. Um, but I'd probably say one round, two round, they start to soften up. Um, personally, I go out and throw mine into trees when I want to start throwing them in my back for the first time uh, just to get them beat in. Um, but once they uh, probably like five rounds in five good rounds with using it a lot for like throwing as well. Um, they're like a medium softness and then they start to gain this like super glide, almost like a superpower. Um, yeah, very reliable disc. And the cool thing is that even when they beat in, I have not found them to lose their stability too much, which is another reason I like them. They, they hold that stability well. No, and I think, uh, I mean, you bring up a good point with, like, the way two rings beat in. Um, they're definitely ideal. They're softer. They're gummier. They just feel really amazing. But it's kind of like old, what, KC, like, pro plastic back in the day where it would beat in and then you get it to the ideal spot and then it would kind of like just freeze there for a time. And then that's where everybody fell in love with the flight of like the rocks, you know, and like those, those different plastics. So it's like, I feel like the two rings are closer to that where it's like, Oh, you'll, the more you beat them in, the better they get. And that's why I have like two or three in my practice basket. Cause it's like, Oh, they're going to beat in. And when they just feel amazing, that's when I'm going to bag them and start to use them for that that window that they're perfect until, you know, I lose confidence in it. But I think that's, you know, a great thing to look in for a putter. I know for myself, 
I am a glow key line kind of guy for putters, but throwing's different, right? Um, so I'm just going to talk putting putters. I like a very firm, like you can see, there's no real, like given this, I like a firm putter. I like a smooth and almost like slick, like it wants to fall out of your hand putter. Um, my issue and my miss when I putt is to the right. And so what I notice when I have a little bit tackier, like fireflies, which I do like, like the Nexus plastic come winter time and rain. Um, and when it's like a little bit like humid out, like I like a little bit of extra tack. But if my miss is already to the right, what happens with a little bit of grippier of a plastic or softer of a plastic is I'm more prone to hold on just a split longer and it affects my release. And so that's why one of the reasons I really like a smooth and like firm putter because I can get it my most consistent release of when I want to let go. Um, sometimes with attack, you let go and it just holds on to that split second longer, 0.1, and that can throw and miss right. And that's always my miss. And I really hate missing right these days. Um, but what about you, Matt? You just had a company behind you come in and out. <laughs> <laughs> that's my wife. <laughs> what do you look for in a putter? <clears throat> so these have been my putting putters for a year now. I just got a notification on, I don't know, Time Hop or Facebook or something. Uh, this was the last originals run of T-Line P2. And this was the closest thing that I've found to a two-ring or the old golf ball white run as far as plastic feel and stability goes. So these are, let's see here, they're, they're decently stiff. They have a little bit of flex to them, but the flight plate, I can really dig my thumb into. The plastic is nice and gummy. And I was, I played around two days ago and I made almost every single one of my putts. Outside circle two, inside circle two. I was just feeling it. And these haven't lost. I mean, I've got chunks missing out of the wing and they haven't really lost any of their stability at all. So I've got a couple of sets of backups of these, but this has been my favorite run of D-Line P2 that I've found. What colors have you thrown in that plastic? This and blue. So seafoam and like a dark blue. I have a set of dark blue with the flawless stamp on them, but I haven't thrown the whites or I don't, I mean, if you, you guys know me, I don't throw orange or green or anything like that. They also came in purple, right? I think, I think I've seen them in purple. Yeah. Yellow, I think was a yeah. color too. Yeah, Why did I you have a different uh, set of them? Yeah, I had a few colors, uh, but the ones that I tried the most were the white ones. And for me, I they you know right in the, out of the bag, they're they're flying like a beat-in two ring. Mm -hmm. um, but the white ones for me beat in very quickly, um, and they lost the stability like after maybe a round. It was it was so weird, and I tried it with like another white one. And the same thing, once it gets some chunks taken out of it, it started to just straighten out and just be a little bullet, which is cool. The funny thing is, you're not going to be able to see it, but right here, oh, you might be able to see it. Where am I? I lost it. There's a big chunk right here. That was the first throw <laughs> off of the top of where the post comes out of the top of the basket over the, um, over the rim. And there's several chunks. This, I don't know if it's just this color and maybe the white beat in a lot quicker, but I can still rely on these to have a nice predictable fade into the basket with a, uh, I have like a combo 
push thin putt. Nice. Yeah, you know, and finding that plastic and that, you know, the color does make a, a pretty big difference in a lot of uh, different discs. But finding that one that works best for you, and it sounds like that blue one is your little lucky charm. I have never seen, and I haven't been able to buy another pair of seafoams. I got that one seafoam from you, but it's not the original run. Mm -hmm. I got these from Shad before everything blew up. But I think that was like the run right before like everything blew up. Like one of their last like stock runs that. This was the everywhere. last stock run yeah, before and... the, they stopped being able to get Innova and before anybody realized that I, I paid 36 for this pair because it was seafoam and jelly bean from Chad. Oh, and also Chad prices, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. What about you, Cody? I am a fan of the soft. I bag a soft blend emac judge and i still have that d line from josh that i use for like farther away spin putts if i'm like outside circle one i usually try and use that it's a two ring d line p2 so a little bit deeper and i like a shallow putter but i like something with a little bit of bend to it and i do i do kind of notice what Paige is saying that sometimes with the softer blends i feel like i hold on a split second and it will go to the right of the basket. So I gotta, I've kind of changed my putt where I, I have to make sure I like let go at like fully to make sure it goes straight. But that's what I practice with at school. I let my students use them so they beat in real nice <laughs> and it works out. But you're also in what, Maryland? Yeah. So it's always cold. Like I was playing, I went and played last week in the snow. Yeah. So, so what does that do with like the soft or the plastic? Like um, it will firm up a little bit. So it will get a little bit more firm. Sometimes when I'm like driving, I will put it on my dash with the defrost going and I will let them like, then I can take it and like bend it. Same thing with that Ursus. When I, when I first got it, I left it on my dash and I could bend it in half almost. So when it's a soft blend, it kind of, kind of firms up a little bit in the winter. And then in the summer, like Josh was saying, it gets real, you can really kind of bend them. And the reason I bring that up, too, because it's like, I think when it comes to winter, my discs completely change um, and being aware of like, you know, oh, I have a softer like putter. And when it's snowing outside, it kind of firms up to be maybe a medium to medium hard. Um, that's the reason why, like, I love like my ideal putter putter is this glow P line, but I don't put with them in winter um, because I'm afraid of cracking. I'm afraid of just, you know, sometimes they get too stiff. And so I might go down to like a more pliable, like color glow P line, or that's currently my winter putter. I went to fireflies where that Nexus plastic doesn't harden as much. And so I think it's just something to keep in mind as well. When we start to like, look at like, Oh yeah. Like preferences of plastic and what the weather's going to affect. Like I know Matt's in California and it's usually pretty fair weather, like 70 degrees is the cold day. And so sometimes some of yeah. those like gummy putty, gummy or putters just get super gummy. Like I can't throw like, k1 soft or something in summertime man that just feels like almost like elevation discs or something where it's just like just straight rubber mm -hmm. um give yeah. a shout out to josh's sponsor i guess what, what? elevation discs i mean it's it's k1 <laughs> this is a k1 right now and it's 50 up outside yeah that's what i got k1 berg k1 k1 soft i'm sorry oh, yeah. soft. i will say Paige, um when you're talking about and sometimes in the winter, like when it's real winter, instead of Josh's D line, I use a soft P P two, just so 
How do you say all these things without these euphemisms coming up to mind? Sorry, guys, I'm being a little kid here. I teach elementary school, so like I say things like this all the time. It doesn't bother me. Like I'm a PE teacher, dude. I have to tell kids to grab their balls all the time. So yeah, I'm a soft P2 if I want something a little deeper for a, more of a spin. But especially in the winter, then and then sometimes in the summer, I go to soft uh, a blend, a classic blend judge. Or sorry, in summer, yeah, summer classic. All right. Well, I mean, do we just want to keep going down the line? Yeah. What about throwing it. putters? What do you guys look for in a throwing putter? Um, I'll start again. Yeah. Let's. Um, yeah. You know, with the throwing putter, um, again, I I like mine, just like I like my putting butters, uh, a little bit soft. Um, uh, I think my favorite plastic that's out is probably the probably this the uh s line p2 i really like that plastic like the older run like the penned s lines p2s mm-hmm. because they're there's a bit softer than the rest of them um and they glide for days um but yeah a soft s line that the- i've got a, i've got an awesome blue one of those for you if you ever need a backup the penned run stock stamp Oh, nice. The yeah. Yeah, I got Old. quite a few backups. I throw them a lot. What? Does it have ink? <laughs> Does mine? No. Hey, we're not treating this guy. We're, like talking, four times. we're talking podcasts. We're talking plastics. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but getting <laughs> plastics. The DMs. Josh, I was going Those S-Line P2s, I took them out for a review video, and I was able to get that thing like 340 feet. Yeah, and I they, thought like th- something must be wrong with the way I throw because I can't throw distance drivers much farther than that. So those that P two in S line plastic, it's a pen run. It flies forever. Like I was shocked how f- good of a throwing putter it is. Oh yeah, send it my way, Matt. Put it in our no, no 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 no. <laughs> um, Put in the DMs. Let's get us, let's, have you let's guys. Get us, let's get us back on track, guys. Have you guys thrown D line P twos? <laughs> I have, I, I have for a little bit. Um, I, I personally absolutely hate them. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're way too soft, but I love, I love the flight of it. They were fairly straight with very minimal fade, but like, I can't, I can't dig my thumb kind of like Paige's problem into this. I really want to dig my thumb into that throwing putter and my release just feels off due to how far my thumb goes into the flight plate. And if they get wet, I feel like it's impossible to, impossible to dry them. It just feels like they're just always wet. This particular one is extremely grippy. Really? Soup, like, super grippy. Oh. I don't know if it's just my hand. Much of a chance. When I first started playing, that's all I bagged was like G-line stuff from Innova and Discmania. I think I got like half of it from Paige. He would be like, "Hey, I got G line. You like it?" And now, now I don't have any of it. Like, it's a good impersonation of Paige, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is where, like, for me, when I started to think about like throwing putters, it 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 turns from like what I just like the desirable plastic is to like what I'm looking for in the flight and how the plastic correlates with that. And this is kind of where my bag kind of switches from like preferred plastic to obviously preferred plastic, but more importantly, desired flight. So like a lot of people, I used to bag a Berg because what I like about the Berg is that it sits down and you can only throw it so far, right? Um, And so for me, 
I like when my approach, I throw two, I have two throwing putters. Um, that's, that's all I have. I have a zone and a P3X. So one for backhand, one for forehand, my backhand, I'm looking for something that can hold the line, be a little bit less glidey, but can sit uh, when I need it to sit when I need it to sit. So for me, I have a puddle top S line P3X. This plastic is super durable, but it beats into the point to where it's almost straight at this point. The puddle top gives it less glide, so I know I can throw it and it's going to sit. Um, and it's a plastic where I can trust its stability. A lot of times with like some of these other like throwing putters, it's like like my problem with the Envy, for example, you take it right out of the box, brand new, it flies amazing. And then after four, five, six, seven tree hits or something, which is very common in Oregon golf, then the desired flight, at least for me, is no longer desired and it's a little bit flip flippier, a little bit beat in. And this one where I've had this over my bag for over a year, I've hit plenty of trees and it still continues to hold the shape and hold the flight and hold the line that I like. So for me, finding the right plastic, the right puddle top to take away some of that glide and get that sitting um, while maintaining stability is something I really looked for in my throwing putter. And then on the opposite end, when I go forehand, let's give some discraft some love. I'm a 4X zone fan, but because like I talk about my mistakes all the time and my misses all the time, right? My mistake and my miss for my forehand, like a lot of people is where you get too committed and you over torque it or you kind of roll your wrist like a baseball or football throw and you get that little bit anhyzer. So I look for not only the Z plastic, but because it's a little bit stabler, but the opaque 4X zones, are just the most stable 4x zone that i've seen i think that's why paul mcbeth throws the blacks while yulabari's throwing the blacks because they're just more opaque and they're more stable and so i found out like ideal flight if i release it flat then it does exactly what i wanted to but if i just put a little bit of too much torque on it that extra stability is going to bail me out and so when we start to look at plastic not only is the z plastic comfortable backhand forehand um, just like the S line, but the desired flight starts to kind of take over in these plastics. And so for me, I spent a lot of time looking for that. Heck yeah. Uh, I do I was. that um, in the chats, we got somebody talking, they're saying that you're talking shit on the Envy, but you just can't avoid trees. Um, <laughs> he brings up a valid point. Do you want to address it? Oh, I mean, if you can avoid trees, you're a better golfer than me for sure. Um, but also like I need a disc that you can hit a tree because I'm going to hit one and that's just going to happen. Tim, I think we've had P3X versus RNV off and I think I'm winning at this point with my P3X. So, you know, I'm doing all that you can do and then some. So I, I, I mean, you can throw some shade at me, but I think, I think I'm, I'm one up in you right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, like Paige, I was, a P3X guy too, for a long time. First runs are the best run, aside from, in my opinion, the embossed puddle top runs that we saw come out. Was that last year or the year before? That was last year. Um, those were awesome. I had a, I said Josh that, uh, that puddle top wing stamp. One. Yeah. Um, but I'm not throwing these currently. I'm on my tomb grind. Um, they're a little bit shallower than the P3A, and it's color glow plastic. <laughs> so this is my main off the tee, or if I don't need 
a stable approach. I got a pretty open field. I'm throwing this guy. If I just needed to sit, obviously I'm throwing. I'm trying. I've never been a bird thrower. This has been in the bag for two rounds now, and it's been fantastic. I've got this and a regular K1 to try because I don't know how I feel. This this is very soft, a lot softer than I was expecting for the K1 soft. But um, I have a K1 regular, or I guess just K1 ready to go. So we'll see how that goes. But um, and then like Paige, he likes that over stability in his zone. Um, but you know, I'm going to stay loyal to the lounge and, uh, get my drawer, my jewelry out here. So I got the, uh, glow metal flake ruin dyed by jewelry with jewelry's stamp. Hmm. And I love these small diameter, the rim and the wing feels a little bit weird at first. Cause it's not like a zone. Um, it's kind of cut like a, yeah, it's very, it's really hard to tell, but. Yeah, no, it's this big swoosh right here. So it's a little bit difficult to, I mean, if you're not used to it, it's, you'll get used to it. But they, they're shaped like that on purpose because when they hit the ground, they're supposed to catch instead mm-hmm. of skip like a zone will. Huh. So it, it sticks pretty well. Kind of like, kind of like when the bird sits, this thing sits and doesn't have a big skip because that, when that lip hits, it just digs. So and I I'm liking because you brought up the tomb i noticed like i'm a big color glow fan from innova i think they do it really well um especially i think most disc maniacs are when it comes to their color glow plastic but i feel like whatever the metal flake color glow blend that they do with infinite for me just continuously falls short um and just grip wise and feel wise it's a little bit slicker it doesn't have that grip and comfort that i think some of the like more traditional color blend or color glows do and then I feel like it leans towards or it leans away from the sea line a little bit more to where you almost don't have that, like, uh, not durability, but stiffness in the plastic. I mean, I'm holding one right now, like, but when you start to compare, like, plastics between a color glow and the metal flake color or a color glow, it's, for me, just kind of falls short time and time again, um, except for the cherry. Well, I'm sure it alters the plastic when they put all the flakes in there, you know? Yeah. I mean, this does, this does feel like, I mean, to me, it's kind of like Iron Samurai plastic. Mm. I, don't, I don't think so. I disagree. But anyways. You don't think so? I don't. I, I honestly don't. Let me see. It's definitely one. Grab a one. It's definitely a lot slicker. Like, if I have a ABR Color Glow um, ABR 3X, and that that feels like a Night Strike. The Night Strike and that are have that tacky color glow this is that like slick but i'm still this is my throwing putter too oh yeah and i think tombs are great like i, mean, I don't want to like bash it for me that's one of the reasons why i don't necessarily throw them as much but also like like i said earlier like what do you look for in a flight i kind of explained with my p3x why i wanted to just, like sit and i want it to be like less glidey and the tomb is just a p3x a little bit shallower but they push mm-hmm. and the reason i don't like it is because they push so far like they're great throwing putters when I go to like step off the tee and have a throwing putter, for me the tomb just went too far, right? That's a problem I have. That's why I don't throw buzzes. They just go just a little too far than what I'm hoping for. Um, and also when I try to condense my bag, like I have two two putters that I throw and I carry backups of them in my bag, and now I don't need to like, well, I'm going to do a tomb. Is it the extra twenty feet that I need? Am I going to do P3X? Like for me that conversation's out, and it's just like, hey, throw my P3X. 
when I so my throwing putters, I'm pretty similar to Matt, uh, except for Ruin, but uh tomb metal flake tomb this is just straight it's just dead straight i can if i have somewhere to put it straight especially like being in maryland and close to pennsylvania we have a lot of tunnel shots a lot of woods if i wanted to go straight and the problem like Paige was saying is that it almost covers that mid spot there's some times where i'm like do i get out my hex and throw that or do i do i throw my tomb and they are pretty similar like it goes much farther than you think um for my approach anything that i need to sit Berg, soft K1, uh, love that, love the feel. And it has enough stability to forehand, which I like. That is why I like the Berg for that spot. And then uh, probably my top three favorite disc of all time is my Z-Flex Zone. If I want a disc that I know what it's going to do, it's going to be this. I tried the Ruin, and Matt, I'm the same way. The The rim, I could not get over the rim. Like I, I threw it in my backyard a couple of times, and every time I gripped, I was just like, I don't like this lip at all. So I'm sure if I gave it a chance, but I'm also in the same camp. If it's not broke, don't fix it. I, if I want to be accurate with something, to forehand, and I forehand more than anything, um, I'm reaching for this. I, I just trust it. I'm confident in what it's going to do, and I just love the flight of it. So well, if it, it, if, flex plastic is amazingly comfortable to backhand and forehand. It's not super gummy where it's like gonna fall out of your your hand while you're lining it up. Like no, I, I can see that being a great great plastic. What were you yeah, gonna it's, say, Josh? it's Sorry, one of my favorite. Oh, I was gonna say that's how I feel about the uh, like the first run broken claw, razor claw. Um, mm. That thing, I just have so much confidence with it. I love that thing with a passion. Um, and the like the second run and third runs both fly differently than the broken claw. Um, which is nice when you can carry multiple of them. But the Broken Claw, I, if it's an approach shot that I want to just sit down, that's usually what I'll throw. Um, or a hard tactic. It depends we, on the weather. <laughs> we could take a quick pause. I see an amazing individual in our chat. Um, Colin Hayden is pushing DGA Steady BL, which he says is the perfect PL, or PL, P2 clone. Um, and something I'm kind of curious about trying that I haven't touched, but I wanted to give this pause because Colin Hayden is Mr. CH sports himself. He's an amazing individual who's filming the Northwest kind of pro golf scene. Um, so if you guys got time, go check him out on YouTube, CH sports. Um, in probably about three or four weeks, he's going to be a guest on our podcast. Um, but like I said, I just want to take pause CH sports. And come check out Northwest Golf, guys. Like, it's amazing. Um, I think he has Blue Lake just up. And North Umpqua Invitational is up. Like, you guys can see some golf and see kind of some of these, like, up-and-comers that are coming. Like, Chris Nelson, who just got picked up by Innova on the champion team, 10 rate, or 1020 Rated Pro. Sorry, I don't get too sideways. Let's get back, guys, on track. I know. I got to give him a shout-out. That's Man, he deserves it. Like, the, the footage is always great. And it gives, like, our area um, – some highlights, which is yeah. nice. Well, and he took off Seniam Open to not play and record. So, like, now he's, like, making the choice of filming over, you know, playing, which I feel is a very hard and difficult choice. If it's doing a podcast or playing, I'm probably going to want to be playing. <laughs> um, that's just how True. much I love this golf. So, I just, I mean, I think when it comes to supporting 
loungers when it comes to supporting anybody in a positive light in disc golf i'm always for it i mean you guys know i'm always shouting people out so go give ch sports a follow um he's a great guy so back on track um let's just move i mean move down the track right mid-ranges or sorry sorry was there a thought there josh um my thought is you should own a tactic that's it <laughs> period you can so thank as me later. Always, mr winter is in the wrong <laughs> why throw a tactic when you can throw a zone a harp you uh, know a rat even a harp <laughs> i mean accuracy good. is a big part of that yeah yeah you get more accuracy with a tactic but anyways going mid-ranges now <laughs> um i personally um if there's one mid-range plastic that's, that's come out in i don't know how long i've been disc golfing um i've tried a lot of plastics out from glow to metal plate and uh for mid-range the first run of uh the aura plastic for the pathfinder from tsa it is it is so fun to throw um this one's a little bit beat in so i can it hyzer flips or i can place it flat and it'll turn over um brand new they're pretty dead straight um but they're super grippy and they they feel really good at least for my hand size when I wrap my fingers around it, it's just a great feeling plastic. And I, it's good for forehand, um, backhand mainly is what I use it for. Um, yeah, it's a great, great, great plastic. I think forehand um, is probably going to be the MD3. I like the way that feels forehanding. So I'm going to do like some little more overstable. Um, I don't really throw that many mid ranges. I'm usually a fairway driver, putter, and then my pathfinder. Well, I mean, this is, I feel like I'm going to be repetitive at this point. What I look for in plastic is the flight. Oh <laughs> I've thrown every MD3 <laughs> I can, get my hands on, and <laughs> it's the Color Glow MD3 for me. Uh, the 5502 run, it's grippy, it's a little bit pliable, it's amazing in winter, and even better in the summer. That plastic just melts. Look at Matt is holding my perfectly seasoned one that I hated letting go, but he took it out of my bag. Like my favorite claw. Um, it's just amazing. The plastic is comfortable. It's everything you look for. I think when people start to say, I love color glow plastic, I think it begins with people falling in love with Innova. And I think there's a lot of great color glow plastic and glow plastic coming out. Um, since we're talking mid ranges, I have felt the Iron Samurai three and it feels comfortable. It has a little bit of grip, but to me, it's a little bit closer to their Italian plastic, like the sea line, than it is to uh, the color glow from Innova. And so for me, there's that little bit of like, well, I got to feel it a little bit more. I got to throw it a little bit more. I got to beat it in. Color glow plastic beats in perfectly. Um, I think it doesn't, yeah, like it starts off either sometimes like overstable and beats into st like stable. Um, depending on the runs, I know the runs are a little bit inconsistent. You, you, you pick that up mostly on the FDs. Um, but for me, when it comes to MD3s and my mid-range slot, Color Glow always trumps kind of anything else. And I've tried like even the Glow Plastic Metal, you know. So anyways, I don't want to get too much into that. But the way it seasons, the way it flies and that grip for me, when I grab one, like 
after not grabbing one for months. Because I took, for those that don't know, I took my off-season off and then set my MD3s aside and I tried buzzes, I tried reactors, I've tried, you know, just all the mid-range I can get my hand on, hexes and whatnot. And then I chose back to my MD3 and it was like, oh, this is what's been missing. And so I'm just so glad to throw it again. But it's a choice I made based off this off-season and exploring different discs. And so for me, whenever I feel that color glow plastic, it just brings me back to like a different time. And I get I get real like curious about like what this Iron Timer 3 is going to do because I might just be one of those people, kind of old heads that are always throwing ever aging plastic that I won't ever get my hands on again because I enjoy it that much. But for me, Color Glow Innova, that's, you know, for Dismania has been my favorite for my mid-range slots. I think the MD3 oh, it- is like that for a lot of people. I think the MD3 is in, at least for people to throw DM, the, there's going to be an MD3 in their bag. Um, it's, it's very versatile. You know, the different plastics will give you different flights. So you can just get used to that one feel of a disc and just carry different runs of it. Um, it's a great well, disc where, all around. Like, I think like, like I talk about like how I only throw like two putters. 75% of my mid-ranges are my one claw. When I need an overstable disc, I reach for it. When I need a little bit of understable and a turnover, I reach for it. When I need something dead straight, I reach for it. And it does so much for me um, that I can trust all of these different angles with it without losing and having to try something else. And so it narrows down my mid-range slot. And the only reason I carry five mid-ranges is because I carry two claws because I lost one at nationals and not having it for a round hurt me. So I'm like, never again. And then I have mid, like, no, or my forehand discs and specialty discs, like, you know, the Ursus, where it's an overstable forehand disc or backhand disc that just pushes. I have an Origin where it's super flippy. And so those are my only, like, counterparts to my claw. It's the extreme versions. And then I have my claw that covers everything else. Uh, obviously, like you and like Josh said. I'm I'm an MD3 guy. As far as that that plastic, it's so hard to match everything that this disc can do. Like Paige said, I mean, it's a kind of a every situation reach for. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need to throw it on a big hyzer? Cool. Grabbing it. But um, I think, I mean... You've already covered this, so my I would say my second favorite plastic that I've ever thrown in, in a mid range is the uh, pearly run of MD fours. The um, uh, I think it was an embossed run of board flat MD fours. But stable run of MD fours. I don't think it's as stable as the uh, the penned run, but very predictable, reliable, and the plastic held up great. Well, I will say too, like, I think because Mr. Zach is threatening to leave our podcast, so I'll shine a little bit of light on his glass um, plastic, which he just came out with the Ursus. And it's one of those discs that I really enjoy the plastic of. Um, It's a little bit gummier. And I think this is what color glow is, right? It's a little bit gummy while also still having the firmness and durability of sea line. And so when I look at other companies, that's kind of that, that look that I'm looking for of like, well, how does this plastic, like, you know, like the new Italian plastic, right? You know, it's a little bit flexible, it's comfortable, you can grab a good grip on it. And I think more companies are leaning that way. I think something that I like, I don't necessarily like is ESP plastic from uh, Discraft. I think 
it starts off really good, but it breaks in super quick. And then you have to rotate discs pretty quickly. Um, and that was kind of my issue with like some of that ESP. So when I look for something, I kind of gravitate towards things with that, that durability. And I think we're just talking more importantly, like just, just plastics in general of what we look for and what I look for in particularly. Well, I, I, like, I personally hold a special slot in my bag that was dominated by, um, oh, the mutant, that's what it's called. Uh, the mutant. Uh, that's a, it's a fun disc to throw. And then I got the Ursus, which the plastic feels quite a bit better. I like the, what the Cybertruck feel of the mutant, but that's the a good Ursus, way to describe it. Cybertruck. Yeah. But the, the Ursus is a softer feel and it gives me a flight that's similar enough that it comes down to how the plastic feels and kind of Ursus kicked it out of the bag. Um, Cause it's a pretty, it's a, it's a beefy disc for how I throw um, those mid ranges. And so it fits perfectly. I've, I've since bagging it, I've used it a few times each round, um, which is pretty cool. You play wooded courses and you get in jail a lot. But we're not going to hundred percent. Let's move on to hundred percent. I'm not saying I've never. That, mutant, that, that mutant was too much for me, man. <laughs> it was too much disc to mutant. The mutant. I just, I didn't find a scenario where I was throwing it. I put it in my bag. You know, I threw it a couple of times, but I was never, I was never reaching for it. But the first time I picked up the Ursus and I threw it and I, I overthrew into a headwind. The, and I, it's just, okay, yeah, that's it. Plus the plastic feels, you know, it doesn't have that Cybertruck oblong or weird cut edge on it. And it's just, it was, it never felt comfortable for me. Sorry, Cody, I was taking up your time. I got all the time in the world, baby. <laughs> I think the problem with the mutant was people saw Eagle throwing it, but once people actually picked it up, they like, I have not really seen anyone that's like, I love the mutant. I've seen people buying them. And then I've seen a lot of people selling them because they pick it up. And they're just like, Oh, I just don't think it got it. It got the hype from Eagle. But I think once people tried to put it in the bag and I'm not saying if you throw an e or a mutant and it's awesome for you, Rock on. Keep doing it. If it works for you, I'm all for it. But I have not I like seen it. a lot of people singing its praises, honestly. I think it's a decent disc, for sure. Well, I think it's decent. I think it's kind of on that same line of, like, splice, where it's, you, the, the people that throw it, they're a very special breed that have the arm speed and power to throw it. And I think the Neoplastic is one of those plastics that surprisingly holds up. Like, I think you look at it and you're like, oh, this is closer to, like, like S-Line. And I think it's really closer to like C-Line with the durability um, for some of them. And I think, so it holds up really well, but the Spice is beef and I think the Mutant's beef. And I think there's a lot of people that have those arms for it, but yeah, I agree with you. Like, it's just not, not me. Like I'm still like a 169 Firebird kind of guy or, you know, 135 FD3, like C-Line. And I'm perfectly fine with, with those slots. But if Alex Hart, who can almost throw like 600 feet, says it takes every ounce of power to get that like spliced, past like 200 i'm thinking it's not for me it's just not i, I do not have gauge. that that's a good gauge it's not for me so for i don't me, have the arm speed for that yeah for me i um ever since i went down to a rebel shift or sorry an upper park shift and got down my bag i pretty much have fusion burst verdict which is pretty beat in straight but i know it's going to have that fade at the end um for straight straight I have my hex and I kind of took the origin out of my bag. If I bag something bigger, 
a bigger bag, I put the origin back in for that real flippy. But with the hex, I can put it on enough angle where if I need it to be flippy, I can. And then this kicked the uh, justice out of my bag, which is that Ursus, which everyone's talking about. It's It's got the same feel in the hand with that uh, bead, but it's just, it's nice and glidey. It's a longer justice for me and you cannot turn it over. Like I have not been able to, no matter how you put it. So I got my straight, my, well, my straightish to understable, my straight to a little stable, and then my really overstable. So I like the feel, and I like these because they all, Ursus has some bend, Fusion has some bend, and then the hex is shallow, and it has a little bit of a bend. Yeah, I saw uh, in the chat somebody brought it up, and it just reminded me, um, the MD5. I've not thrown an MD5 in a while. I used to bag them religiously. Um, the not so swirly ones that is that that is the money run of the md5s um it's Are actually they super beefy for you josh because every time i threw them i i did not get that feeling of super overstable even though the numbers yeah. look at i every time i threw it it was straighter than i thought it should be yeah i mean what i that's why i personally like them is that it's it can go straight for a while but it has a reliable fade that mm -hmm. the md3 doesn't do um, the MD3 will like start to like fade out, but we know the MD5. It once it slows down, it's going to start to dump, um, and that's. I mean, like just talking about it, I almost like forgot about that disc, and I'm going to bag it tomorrow. Well, let's, I mean, <laughs> I, oh, I disagree about the swirly though. I think the metal flake is more stable, in my opinion. I would think the metal flake would be more stable, wouldn't it? Yeah. Usually, for I, most runs, it is. And Josh might have like more arm speed than I do. So maybe he's throwing it harder than I am, but I've thrown both of them side by side and I, the metal flake made the bag easily because I wanted that super overstable mid-range slot. And this was obviously way before, you know, the mutant or the Ursus came out or I was bagging a ruin, but I was using this a lot for forehand approach shots and it was, pretty pretty straight and then hard dump hard dump so and it was it was kind of hard to turn it over you know with the forehand you'll do a lot more but you know backhand it was no way i was turning it over matt what was that disc i saw you just flipping around it looks like a lucid x something Is oh it a verdict no the emac truth chameleon Ooh. they're they're I just, nice i just got this from aj bove bove Bove, I don't know how you say it. If you Bovine. Know that, dude. It's French. It's Bovine. <laughs> um, so this is in the bag. I have never thrown an Emac Truth. And I was interested. He had this. I made a little trade with him. And um, is that Glimmer? It's, so this, it's Chameleon. It, this is a... Um, oh, it's, a, it's, it's hard a, to tell. This is a warship. I bag a Lucid X Truth um, as well. And it is more stable... It's the most stable of those runs, so it kind of slots in. Um, and I took it out when my verdict got beat in enough where it had the same flight. So this, when they this were kind of replaced my MD4 spot right now. Yeah, that's what it should. The Lucid X mm -hmm. plastic will be uh, the most stable run for Trilogy. So real good stuff. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be more like an MD3, and I threw it, and I was like, oh, that's that's got some beef to it. 
I, I've loose, never in. I've never really thrown dynamic, so I'm I'm experimenting. I threw some rivers and stuff last week, Ooh. and so we'll we'll get into that in the fairway yeah, talk. Baby. Oh, I'm glad uh, Josh covered the uh, the MD5 because I saw Ryan and John talking about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we've covered a lot of like what it takes, what we look for in plastic, and I think I mean going into fairways and drivers might just be kind of rehashing some of the same conversations that we have. I think it'd be good to kind of maybe segue into like identifying spots in your bags and maybe what your exploration looked like um, for narrowing that down to find what that spot in your bag actually filled. So you talked about like the MD5, for example, when you were um, like, oh, I've tried like to fill the spot. It was before the, it was before the Ursus. It was before the, the mutant. And I kind of settled on this. So when you go to identifying a spot, maybe a gap in your bag, what does the process of filling that spot look like for you? And then how do you finally land on that? You can talk plastic, you can talk brands. Like I just want to hear from you guys. Yeah, I mean, like uh, like for my bag, like each area, like say my throwing putters to mids, fairways, and drivers, um, I find a plastic and a run of a disc. I prefer throwing Discmania and like uh, Thought Space because I like their plastic a lot. But I find one that is fairly neutral, very very straight. Um, and then I, once I find the one that I'm going to use as a workhorse on those wide open shots, then I start finding ones that will shape around it. Like I find one that's close to it but overstable. Then I find ones close to it, if not like the same mold, just different run. Um, so the neutral one is my main one, and then I'll go with an overstable and an understable. Um, and then I'll just do that for um, all my sections. And a lot of the discs, um, if they're good plastic like DM and TSA, um, just slight angle control can make one disc do everything, um, depending on the stability. But I usually carry enough to, to, to fill those three shots. I, I I can't really say much more because I'm the same way. I think of putter, mid, fairway, distance, and I like to think of straight, stable, understable, overstable. So that way, I if you think about it, it's 12, 12 slots that need filled. And, of course, you can change that depending on if you have – you know, Paige was talking about those utility discs that he has. If I'm carrying a bigger bag, then, yeah, I can make more slots or I can – have some slots that kind of overlap. Um, I was helping a buddy who just started playing not too long ago and he brought out, he just kind of had a mish mash of disc. Like it was just like a random, a bunch of disc. And I said, buddy, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go home and I want you to think about kind of what Josh and me are talking about. Think about you want one driver that's going to be straight. You want one that's going to be understable and one that's going to be stable. And so I was trying to just help him think about it in the simplest terms possible. Like, so I think so many people want to try and fill their bag with all these cool discs and cool plastic. But if you break it down to the simplest terms, especially for newer players, I want something that's going to fly straight, something that's going to hook hard left and something that I can get to go right. For all the slots, I think that covers a lot for most people. Well, and I know I asked a question, so I can talk a little bit more too, like in depth around like maybe what I was thinking of. So for me, this last like six seven months it's been a while um and a lot of like exploration but i needed a baby swirly pd um my pds go about 380 to 400 released flat 
but they have a predictable, like the moment they kind of start to run out of steam, they just dump left. And it's almost just like, you know, an L, L-shaped shot that is predictable. And th- when I need those kind of power shots, something that you can just rip flat, you know you're not going to go right and drift right, but it's going to do exactly where you want. Um, for those of you guys in Oregon, I think Timber Hole 2021, 20, what is it, 18, 17, or 19? It's just like a three... 370 foot shot and then kind of fade at the end so what i needed for that was you know that 340 kind of 350 spot in my bag that's above my mid-range below my pd where i can release it flat and do that same thing and a very difficult slot to fill for me i found out the way i throw the my my speed and everything is extremely difficult and i spent and the way I, my, I built my whole bag is the same way as I've identified a slot and I've bought all of the comparable discs from the brands that I can think of and prefer the plastics. I start with plastics I prefer and brands I prefer and I work my way back um, until I finally find it. Hopefully I find it. And this slot in particular, I spent like six, seven months to identify because I was running into problems of like, you know, I grabbed a T-Bird oh, well, the T-Bird was too stable and it came out too soon for what I was looking for. I have to, like, force a different angle on it. Or, like, the Votum was almost it, and then, but it was still, like, breaking just a little bit earlier than I want, and it was a little bit more stable, and I was holding this hyzer longer. Um, but I would try, you know, the Evader, the Instinct, the FD2s. I've tried, like I said, Exoduses, Swirly Exoduses, and all of these different plastics um, to try to find the slot. And it's given times of like, oh, well, it did it this once, so let me bag it for a little while. And that's why I like it's spend months looking for it because sometimes it does what it does, but sometimes it just go too straight. So that was always my problem. Either it was going too straight for too long and not finishing left, or it was dumping out too soon. And I needed this very niche stability and disc. And so it's like on a random whim, one of my buddies down at De La Viega, um, Tim, the Naz man, like he was like, hey, we got these hand stamps in what do you want? And he sent me a champion, just champion plastic T-Bird 3 that I've already tried T-Bird 3 and it didn't fill this slot. But he sent me this one in particular. Like, see, the the those that can't see, Quality Waldron's holding up the Color Glow Barella like tour mm-hmm. series from last year. One of my favorites. Those are too straight for me. Those are too close. They're, they're super close to FD2 and they were just too straight. But this T-Bird 3 of the C-Line did exactly what I wanted it to do. And so I made that bag, but I spent seven months of trying all of these different plastic choices, all of these different discs from across brands down to niche brands like, you know, Thoughtspace Athletics and smaller like companies because I needed to find this slot um, because it's such a unique one. And there's going to be like, you don't you don't throw it every course, but you're going to throw it on these like, you know, kind of like, oh, hey, I'm at Blue Lake and I have this 340 foot shot to the pin that's specifically shaped. What am I going to reach for this on my upshot so I can secure the birdie? Or it's going to be these, you know, very, like I said, it's not necessarily, you know, an everyday shot, but you're going to need it from time to time and you need a disc that you can trust. And so that's, that's for me is how I built my bag. Um, I've tried almost every single plastic, every comparable disc in each one of my spots. And so that's why, like for me, when I have so much confidence in my bag is because I've done the homework, I've done the research, 
and I've settled on all of my plastics and all of my disc choices. And so for me, that's a little bit of insight of what I do and how I go into it. I don't recommend it because it is expensive. Um, that's how I became a collector because I was throwing all of these discs, but I don't recommend <clears throat> you do that. <laughs> but what about you, Matt? Oh man. Well, well, real quick. Have you tried the Halo TL3 for yeah. that slot? What did you think of that? Just too straight. They were pretty stable. Yeah, they're pretty stable, but it would just go too straight. The TL3? The, yeah. Halo, the Halo? They're pretty stable. <laughs> I just, I mean... I, I thought they were pretty stable, Mr. Iron Man. <laughs> I don't know about Iron Man. But it's just the <laughs> angle in which I release, and I need to release those on... Um, I think it was just a little too straight. It's kind of that flat, a little bit of maybe Annie, where I need to keep it straight and use that, but it wasn't... And that's like that's my problem. It just wasn't breaking where I needed it to break. It was a very particular slot. Um, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know it's all trial and error. I think everybody does it to a certain extent that sort of takes this game somewhat seriously. Um, I don't even know like how I got started. I, I used to throw a bunch at end of a plastic. I started playing in like 2011. I want to say and so i had a bunch of pen you know bosses destroyers i was throwing a tea devil if you guys remember those Ooh, i got a blizzard <laughs> a tea <one> devil somewhere <laughs> yeah yeah i had a blizzard tea devil too i had a blizzard boss that i was throwing you know i was throwing mambas and all all the all that old stuff and and then i found a uh pen to md3 at a in a used bin and i was like hmm Okay, so I tried it out. I mean, it was all experimental. I didn't really know what I wanted with my game at all until I started trying different plastic. And then I felt that feline. I know it's a chant too, but um, I just, I hopped on the Discmania train and like, that's kind of where I set my bounds to for at least the last three or four years. It's been where everything that I've tried has been within that Discmania box. So and in just like Cody too and Josh, I'll I'll get something understable or straight. Something slightly more stable, something super overstable, like like I'm bagging night strike one, two, and a second run. And those are all my FDs to cover most of the slots that I need there. And same with FD threes, I'm the cloud breakers, I'm bagging the cloud breaker one, the two, and an echo to cover that understable portion so it was all trial and error for me but trying to stay within the realms of discmania kind of confined me for a long time and that's why i'm you know branching out i've got the ruin and it's still infinite but like i'm trying out the the emac truth um and and you know i was throwing i got a glimmer river that i was throwing um they're banging yeah it was it was fantastic i tried kyle christopherson shout out to him He's the freaking man. Um, he sent me in Opto X. Um, here, let me see real quick. He sent me. <laughs> Opto X plastic, y'all sleeping on it. It's fantastic. It's the Devin Owen Team Series Opto X River. Those are hard um, to find, this, too. This was a lot more understable than I thought it was going to be. The river in general, I guess, is. But the glimmer that I threw. Where is it? in here somewhere i think glimmer river um i i threw it flat it popped up 
one came all the way right. So I'm, I'm really having fun experimenting with these. Um, and it, this, this is kind of going head to head with the essence. I think it's super glidey seven glide. I wasn't expecting it to hang in the air as long as it did. It was not just, it, but it never came back. And sometimes I can rely on the essence to come back, but it's been fun trying to throw some of these other brands in there and like broaden my spectrum and match them against other molds to see if, you know, maybe they do something a little bit different for me that my game has been missing. Yeah. And, and it can happen because you can get, you can find plastic like this mania that you just fall in love with. And then you, I only Discmania. I did it for a while and I still bag a lot of it. Um, but I started to branch out. I mean, I'll always carry Discmania because I love their plastic and I love certain molds. Um, but it's nice to try new things. Um, if I didn't do that, I would never have found the Pathfinder. And that thing is a little workhorse for me. Well, and I will say too, like maybe that'll move us on to our final kind of quick question, guys. We're kind of running out of time before closing thoughts. But I know tonight we talked a lot about kind of older plastic just because we've been playing for a while. So those are kind of where our preferences lie. So maybe real quick, let's name like one or two kind of plastics that are either upcoming or maybe slept on that you would recommend. And so we can start with, you know, you, Matt, like what are two plastics that you would recommend for new players to try that aren't old plastics that are, you know, readily available or available? Oh man, that aren't, you know what? A lot of people uh, don't know the great ways of the forge plastic. And if you haven't thrown the forge, it's not as super readily available as like Neo would be, but I think it's slept on. If you guys have never thrown a forge Enigma, they're pretty, pretty fantastic. Um, I think you're right. The like forge plastic is like that kind of like what we're talking about. A little bit grippy, a little bit softer, yep. but also durable, consistent yeah. plastic. Yeah, it, it the stability hung in there for with me for a long time. It just it lost its spot when the Echo DD3 came out because I didn't need something. It had beaten in a little bit more flippy, and I but I could always put it on a hard any line, and if I hung it out really high, it would. I, it would always come back on a right hand backhand, but I think that plastic is super slept on. I don't know. I've never thrown the Shadow Titan, but that's um, a good one. I can send you one. But quick answer, guys. Quick answers. <laughs> okay, sorry. Oh, and uh, uh, upcoming plastic. I think the the color glow is going to be nice. The Italian color glow. Supposedly the pinks are really flat, so we'll see. It better be. I mean. I think this meeting has I, a lot riding on this color glow release, right? That's what they made a lot. I got, of. I got good word that all the pinks are board flat, and the blues and another secret color are uh, slightly dummy. Mm. Thank you. What about you, Cody? Um, I would say Lucid Opto, um, or the the West Side version, which is um, VIP. Their new stuff is identical to Discmania, the Italian plastic, and it's readily available. Like you see dealers online selling brand new discs shipped to you for 17 bucks. Um, it feels great in the hand. It is durable and you can find so many discs in that type of plastic. So especially for newer players, like if you were just getting into it, 
don't be afraid to branch out and try a bunch of different stuff. That's probably why all four of us probably have hundreds of discs because we are constantly chasing that one slot, that one thing we want to fill. Um, but if I, if I just had a hundred dollars to build a bag, probably more than half of it would be in this lucid type plastic, just because I love the way it feels, love the way it flies. And I love the, how much it cost. Well, and before we get to you, Josh, just so I don't have to ramble too much, I can go to my two quick plastics. And because it's glow season, they're both going to be glow, but it's not going to be innovative based. I think ThoughtSpace Athletics Glow is amazing. They're, it's comfortable. It's durable. It's everything that we talk about in a disc, but they glow bright like MVP glow discs do. I was going to say it's um, MVP, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's MVP poured, um, but it's an amazing maybe thought space. Like you haven't thought about them, so I'd recommend them. They also have amazing like like different blended plastics, but I don't want to go down there. I just want to talk about their glow. And then for my second choice would be actually Discraft's kind of new glow blend. So notoriously, Discraft had the bad rep that their glow doesn't glow. And this is more particularly like in the past, but their updated glow actually glows. So it's viable for glow season, but it's also starting to kind of mix that glow kind of comfort to it, which is sometimes hard to do. So for me, I know a lot of people used to like kind of gravitate towards Discraft, like, you know, just for the glow and they got turned off of it and never come back. So it's worth checking out again. I think glow scorches are coming out on resistance discs and it seems like they have some more glow zones coming out for Adam Hammes. Like, it seems like that's going to be kind of some of their niche. So be on the lookout for that. But Thought Space is amazing as well. What about you, Josh? You know what? I'm just going to just get right on that train with you, Paige. And uh, my two are from Thought Space. You know, they're an up-and-coming company. Um, they've gotten a lot larger over the past year. Um, and two plastics that I, you can still get and are money. Um, is their Aura plastic? It's kind of like their base S-line. If you're looking at a thought space disc and you are like looking at numbers, the aura plastic is going to fly most like the numbers of the disc, um, the closest to it. Um, if you see a disc that's pretty overstable, if you get their their second plastic is the ethereal or the nebula ethereal plastic. It's like super swirly, and it'll always, in my opinion, it'll always be a lot more understable than what the numbers say. Um, so if you find one, like say you pick up a TSA and it's an oral plastic, you're like, this is a little too overstable for me. Find it in the uh, ethereal plastic and it'll, it'll take away some of that stability. What plastic is this? That's, that's, a, I don't know about that's, that's, that's glow. Ooh, that's money. But she's flippy. Flippy. She's flippy. Really? Yeah. Mm. That's like those a, I, those a, I can't uh, see, it's a glow mantra. The Zoe and Dyke one from Thought Space Athletics. That's a space um, what was that? Yeah. That's, that's oh, a it's a spaceman. Well, sorry, yeah, Zoe. You don't get the shout out. No. I think same run, though, right? Or very similar. Like, they flew pretty much the same for They me. came around the same yeah. time. Are they river flipping um, or flippier? They're flippier. flippier. They're flippier. It's, yeah. a, it's the one TSA disc that I do not bag. It's just, yeah, have, have it's just no too flippy for me. You can pretty much release it on, like, uh, this angle, and it will flip up and turn right still. Yeah. So, roller. That, Let's transition to closing thoughts because I'm trying to keep us honest at this hour mark. Um, for those of you that don't know and are tuning in for the first time, we try our best to stay in that 45 minutes to an hour mark. So Paige is playing 
the 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 person that's keeping us on track. It's hard when we have a guest because we love talking to guests and we love to kind of milk them for all they're worth because we don't know when they're gonna come back. So Jeez. let's move on to <laughs> closing thoughts. We don't know when they're coming back. Matt is done. Matt just got the book. Hey, we don't know if they're coming back. That's his, his way of saying you're done, Matt. So you might as well get in your words now, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm expecting the cane to come hook me. I- So closing thoughts, guys. Cody, start us off. Oh, man. <laughs> um, uh, if you live close or anywhere that you can readily find a store with plastic, go put your hands on it. It could be like around me, the closest store I have is a Dick's. The closest disc golf store I have is an hour away. But go in there and you might look like a weirdo if you're standing there just in the aisle just like ripping on them. Don't, don't throw them in the store. But actually feel feel the types of plastic um see what you like because that's the cool thing about disc golf everyone is different where i thought that that ruin is so weird feeling and i could not enjoy it matt loves it so find something that works for you find a plastic that you like to feel and if you can find it in a store chances are it's probably going to be readily available and cheap spend 15 bucks you that's a meal somewhere spend 15 bucks buy a disc try a disc if you don't like it Try it again or give it away, sell it. But go put your hands on some plastic. I think we're going to start seeing more plastic in stores like sometime soon because the green continues to grow. So go go try it out. Go to a used store, play it in sports or something if you have one. But go talk to some people, go feel some plastic and keep chucking. Yeah, and, you know, just to piggyback off of Cody there, if you are going to go and pick up plastic online, like on the Facebook pages, just uh, just be careful who you're buying from. You never know if they're just someone different behind that camera. <laughs> so just be cautious. Use the f- There's a disc golf feedback page. Use that one to see if you can verify people. And yeah, they, they could be a dill pickle. They could be a dill pickle. Saying, do we need to there. talk about the date so people can look back on time. Hashtag Jade Gate. <laughs> All right, closing thoughts, Matt. What do we got? <laughs> Jeez. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of both uh, those thoughts. I mean, not only can you and should you feel all the plastic that you can, but also finding a local group and people that are playing. I know more than two handfuls of people that would let you reach into their bag, grab a disc, and throw it to see what it feels like. If you have no idea, or if you're a newer player. And, you know, sometimes you get a free disc out of it. But I've met countless kids on the course. They're like, oh, my gosh, what did you just throw? Here, throw it. Try it out. You know, kind of like going into a store. And, but you, you might get some info about the flight on it. Because, you, know, you know, I didn't know anybody in 2011 when I started playing. I was going off that dumbass Innova flight chart poster that they had. And let me tell you. My flight wasn't anything like those flights they said it was going to be. So I like to get in, get in your hands in plastic. Um, and if you're buying on Facebook, please, please pay goods and services forever. PayPal goods and services. Protect yourself. Don't get, don't get scammed. It, it's happened to the best of us. I've been scammed like three different times ridiculous the third time we caught him but that's a story for another time 
Well, I think my, my closing thoughts are, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're obviously disc golfing. So if you're looking at what plastic and what to throw next or try, look at what you're throwing. What is your favorite disc to throw? What's something that's comfortable? And find like molds you like in those plastics and kind of explore there. Um, if it's harder to find, reach out to someone and see like, hey, like I really like Color Glow, but Color Glow FDs are impossible to find. What's something similar? And I'm sure there's always a comparable plastic out there that people can recommend and get you um, for that. I'm also in a very shout out mood today and I don't know why. So today I rocked Soul Crusher, DG, Manny Trujillo himself shirt because he's an amazing individual. He was a guest, he's on our YouTube. So if you guys wanna go check that out, that brings me to our normal like, like, subscribe, follow. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on YouTube, Jammers in the Rough. Um, show us some love because we're having a blast doing this but if you guys are still with me, I have a big announcement. Next Friday on Jammers in the Rough, we have Gavin Rathbun, who is going to come in and do an Ask Me Anything. And we need you guys live so that you guys can shoot him some questions. He's going to be a guest on our podcast. And quite frankly, we're just super excited to have him. Those that don't know, Gavin Rathbun was top 15 before he injured his shoulder last season. He's gone ace of the year. And he's been kind of rehabbing his shoulder. He's an avid member of the Community Disc Golf Lounge and recently just got picked up by Dynamic Discs. So he's had a very eventful offseason and maybe he's been a little bit quiet since the last time you guys have seen him. So he's joining us next week for an Ask Me Anything. And we're super looking forward to that. So spread the word because we're going to need people in our live so that you guys can get your guys' questions answered. Um, with that... We appreciate you all for tuning in. It's always a pleasure. I think we had like 20 plus at one point, and that's exciting to me. Um, and we're going to have some special guests coming for you guys, and we're looking forward to the season starting. So with that, keep jamming it in the rough. Mm -hmm.